More than anything, Sean and I work together across the way, uh, but more than anything, he's a good friend. He's got a good word for us this morning on Jubilee, and I don't want to take any more of his time, so Sean. I have some questions for you today. Um, my first question is, how many of you get a true day off? Like you really feel like you get a day off. Can you raise your hand, please? Whew, Winnie, yeah. <laughs> uh, how many of you are guilty of revenge scrolling at night? Or revenge, like, streaming, where you just are watching Netflix until 1 o'clock in the morning? Okay. I'm starting a group for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's other people. There are other people. Uh, how many of you feel weary today? Yeah. Um, I'm not going to make you have like a scale where it's a zero to 10, but as I was processing the passages, um, I really, I felt like that is something that ha is a plague for all of us is weariness. Uh, so I'm going to talk about that a lot this morning. Um, you already read the passages, right? You didn't? No. <laughs> that would probably be helpful. Um, and here I am, a pastor without a Bible. This is like the, the worst. This is the nightmare. Um, can I? Yeah. It's in Spanish. Oh, perfect. I'm, I'm fluent, so. <laughs> okay. So Leviticus... 25. Is it? What version is this? Do you have it up here? And, and this one is NAV too? And it's in Spanish. <laughs> and it's in Spanish. So good. I really appreciate your willingness. She also babysits our uh, snake too, so it's fantastic. Um, we have all the verses up here. I'm really together. I've got it all together this morning. I'm putting you all on the spot. I'm going to read this uh, one verse. No. Uh, the Lord said to Moses at Mount Sinai, my man, speak to the Israelites and say to them, when you enter the land I am going to give you, the land itself must observe a Sabbath to the Lord. For six years sow your fields, and for six years prune your vineyards and gather their crops. But in the seventh year, the land is to have a year of Sabbath rest, a Sabbath to the Lord. Do not sow your fields or prune your vineyards. Do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the grapes of your untended vines. The land is to have a year of rest. Whatever the land yields during the Sabbath year will be food for you. For yourself, your male and female servant, and the hired worker and temporary resident who live among you, as well as for your livestock and the wild animals in your land, whatever the land produces may be eaten. Count off seven Sabbath years, seven times seven years, so that the seven Sabbath years amount to a period of 49 years. 
Then have the trumpet sounded everywhere on the tenth day of the seventh month, on the day of atonement. Sound the trumpet throughout your land. Consecrate the fiftieth year and proclaim liberty throughout the land to all its inhabitants. It shall be a jubilee for you. Each of you is to return to your family property and to your own clan. The fiftieth year shall be a jubilee for you. Do not sow and do not reap what grows of itself or harvest the untended vines, for it is a jubilee and it is to be holy for you. Eat only what is taken directly from the fields. In this year of jubilee, everyone is to return to their own property. So that's Leviticus uh, 1 through 12. And then I'm going to just read you really quickly uh, Deuteronomy 15. At the end of every seven years, you must cancel debts. Can I get an amen right at that? Right? <laughs> John said, think of Mr. Beast with this. Um, this is how it is to be done. Every creditor shall cancel any loan that they have made to a fellow Israelite. They shall not require payment from anyone among their own people because the Lord's time for canceling debt has been proclaimed. Yeah, I'm going to leave it there. Thanks. Uh, so there's this idea of jubilee here. Um, I really understand that the Old Testament can feel really distant for us. And I also understand that Levitical law is not the thing that we just like, I can't wait to read more in Leviticus. Uh, so I acknowledge that. I, as I was reading it, my eyes were glazing over a lot because it's, it's really a lot to hold which is part of the reason why uh, I think on your tables you see a little outline. I think that will help us make sense of the text, uh, especially because this may be the first time that you're reading it. Um, I don't have it up here for you, so you'll have to lean on that. Where are we picking up in this text for Leviticus 25? Uh, I like a study Bible I have. It's the Faith Life Study Bible. And it says Leviticus is where Exodus leaves off. So where you see this, the story of Israel in, uh, the, the, in s- s- oppression, they're slaves, they're freed, taken through the wilderness, and they're anticipating coming into their promised land, this promise that God is giving them. And there's this anticipation of what that will look like. And we find Moses on Mount Sinai, and when he's on Mount Sinai, he's receiving these laws. How many of you think of the law as just like, rigorous rules that you have to obey and follow, because that's absolutely how I think of it. I'm ironically taking an Old Testament class, and one of the things that my professor said, which was like, it unlocked a lot of the law for me, is that think of the law like a constitution, and that the constitution, that was amazing, (laughs) magic. (laughs) Here's a picture of the constitution. Um, (laughs) Think of it like a constitution, and what the Constitution does is it's not like this rigorous way of having to follow. It's like we've got to follow this black and white sort of thing. It's a living document, and it's to help us orient ourselves in the land. And specifically for Israel, it's all about how do we love God and love our neighbor. And so it's not meant to be this thing that dictates how we're supposed to exist. It's this thing that's supposed to free us into the will of God. It's a completely different way of orienting ourselves in the law. And so in Leviticus 25, um, we find that the law is given to Moses on Mount Sinai, 
And the first thing that's sort of the undergirding or the foundation of this is the Sabbath. So the Sabbath is just sort of implicit in the text in Leviticus 25. And it's, it's actually something that I think is familiar to all of us in some sense. It first shows up in Leviticus 23 in the Levitical story. And then if you go back further in Exodus, how many of you, when you were younger, may have learned the Ten Commandments? Yeah, the fourth commandment, right? What is the fourth commandment, anybody? This is a test, don't fail. You don't get pie later. No. Um, Sabbath, yeah. If you need to purge yourself of all of the things that you learned when you were a child, that's okay too. Um, this idea of rest and Sabbath is something that predates the Levitical law, and we find it in the early pages of Genesis. God creates, he speaks life into existence, and on the seventh day, what does he do? He rests. And he rests in the fullness of creation. He's cultivating relationship with an Adam and Eve where he's developing intimacy. He's showing them his delight in them. And, and they're learning that delight. There's this beautiful picture, if you can imagine, God walking in the garden with Adam and Eve. I don't even know how to fathom that. But I picture, dang it, I wasn't going to cry. I have this, this memory of walking with my eldest son. And you know how like some kids, they walk like their parents? And he he's walks like me, which is super weird to see. And he's holding my hand with his little hand. And he's, because I'm so tall, it's like my pinky he's holding. And there's this, this sacred intimacy that's taking place. And, and that's what Sabbath is. It's this beautiful picture of ceasing and resting so that way we can feel God's delight. Delight because he delights in us, but also he desires for us to delight in him, to depend on him. And so here is this invitation that he's giving Israel, which is you need to Sabbath. And so it's kind of like this, that's why I have this snowball, this snowman. There's a snowball effect that, that happens in this text. It First, uh, if you want to put that slide up, you can with the, the snowballs. Um, so first you have the Sabbath, and that's sort of what undergirds it. And it's rolling down this hill. And, and Israel is meant to cease and pause and rest. And as a result of that, they will know God and they will feel known by God. And then that builds into what I read for you this morning, which is the Sabbath year. And the Sabbath year, which I put on your outline, it's the seventh year. So They've built up this mini rhythm, which is think of prayer like ceasing and pausing, knowing God and being known by God. And then that builds into a weekly rhythm where it's ceasing and pausing and knowing God and feeling his delight. And then they built up this, this rhythm, this muscle, which leads to six years living your ordinary life. And then the seventh year, you just pause. The land rests, the animals rest, you rest. Can you imagine having a full year off? I mean, come on, that's good news, right? And then on top of that, so not only this is when we talk about unmerited favor, mercy and grace, what I love is uh, you don't earn your debt forgiveness. And many of you are familiar with having to pay down debt. You don't have to earn your debt forgiveness. It's forgiven, and on top of that, you get a year of rest. And there's some picture of that, if you look like at the addendum of it, 
what did the animals and what did the people do? Like when you have free time, there's a lot of pandemic babies. And if you look back to Genesis, if you look back to Genesis, you see what happens when creation is wrought out of rest. It says that it's chaotic and teeming with life. So it's this imaginative picture of a whole new way of reorienting and living, and it's built off of the back of the Sabbath. And so Deuteronomy 15, that's part of it, is debt cancellation. It truly is. It's, it's freedom from the thing. The scholars debate about what debt cancellation looked like. Was the land lease, and then you get it back? I'm not going to bore you with those things because it was definitely boring to me too, and it didn't make sense. Um, but as we're going through this rhythm of prayer to Sabbath, Sabbath to Sabbath year, then we get into the Jubilee, which is called the Super Sabbath. And the Super Sabbath is one where in the 49th year, so seven times seven, you arrive between the 49 and the 50th year, and there's this keep the Sabbath, keep the Sabbath year, and now we're adding to this festival, which is a festival of delight and rest. It's uh, on the Day of Atonement, which Pastor John is going to be talking about next week. I confirmed that last service. So I'm not going to talk about the Day of Atonement. But as you're listening to him next week, I'm going to show you how to quickly and easily make really cool animated social videos for your feed with Adobe Express. So, <laughs> debt cancellation. <laughs> so, Day of Atonement, when you're listening to John next week, just consider what Jubilee is paired with Day of Atonement. The image that I, I love specifically about Jubilee uh, is there is this ram's horn, the shofar, if you're familiar with it, that's blown through the land. It is this worshipful announcement and expression where it just says, hey, you're free. Like sometimes there's this embodied picture uh, that we can physically feel like uh, last night at 10.30 in the evening, somebody had uh, their bass going and it was shaking my windows. That's not the kind of embodiment that I particularly want, but it's that sort of picture that it's shattering our world as we know it. It's shaking things up. It's inviting us into a whole different picture of what rest can look like. Uh, there is a release of uh, slaves. There is a new picture to the foreigners in our land that this is what it looks like to love our neighbor. There is the ancient picture of a pawn shop where if you sold your goods to make money and survive, you get that money back. I mean, it is a complete restoration of what life can be. And so there is. There's a massive snowball effect that starts with the Sabbath and rolls on down this hill and then it just rests upon Israel. And then by extension, because Israel is a display nation to the nations, this is who Yahweh is. He's our God, and there's something different. And boom, it just hits. And they rest in that, ceasing and delighting in the goodness of God. Um, and I recognize that this is a radical picture of loving our neighbor. Uh, and it's so radical that scholars think that Jubilee probably never happened. So unlike last week, where you have Purim, which continues to happen today, I just 
saw pictures last week when we were doing images together. It's like people are still partying, the festival is going strong. Yet the Jubilee, which is literally ordained to God's people, has likely never happened. And we ask ourselves, why is that? I ask that question, why is that? The closest picture of Jubilee that we can see in the Old Testament is in Nehemiah 5, 1 through 13. It's a little bit like Jubilee, where it's the seven years picture. And it's an invitation into freedom from slavery, freedom from debt. It's uh, predatory lending is taken away. Uh, It's a whole different way of reorienting, but it's not Jubilee. So if the Jubilee didn't happen, why, Sean, did you pick the one feast and festival that never took place. I will tell you it's because of the hope that it brings me. It anticipates something for me that I need in my life when I feel weary. When I look to the Jubilee text, I find freedom that's at my fingertips. If you look at those um, outlines... And if you followed along the passage, what was a word that stood out to you that I've said a ton of times this morning? Sabbath. How many of you have like a sordid relationship with Sabbath where it causes you anxiety? You're like, I have no idea what it looks like to rest or take a break. Oh, you all are good? (laughs) I'm not good. I really struggle with resting. I, in fact, I wrote down in a post-it note when I was putting this together, my number one idol is busyness. Like, that's what I want to see destroyed as I, I let Sabbath rest in my imagination, is busyness. I want Sabbath ceasing and resting and delighting in God. When's the last time you felt God delight in you? Like, you just paused and you heard God's voice say, I love you, and felt his physical delight in you. I want that word Sabbath to inhabit our imaginations today. What could Sabbath do if we took it seriously? And I'm not talking about this legalistic, you got to do it, you got to perform, this is how you're going to get your mercy, this is how you're going to get your grace. I'm talking about because you've experienced mercy, because you've experienced grace, you can rest in that picture. Some ways that I would describe Sabbath, yes, is ceasing, yes, resting, yes, stopping, but also this act of giving ourselves over to God. Here I am, here you are. And then furthermore, uh, one thing that I didn't mention in my list about the, the Jubilee and this rhythm is God's promises in Leviticus. He promises that if you do this, I will provide for you. I will give you the crop. I will give you your land. I will give you everything that you need to delight in this time of rest. And so Sabbath is ultimately taking space to trust in God's promises. It's not just coming here and eating delicious pie and laughing and hearing weird YouTube intro videos. Um, It's a super Sabbath. That's a jubilee. So as a result of the super Sabbath, uh, there's something about our ordinary rhythms of Sabbath, of ceasing and stopping and feeling delight, um, that it cultivates a space for us to orient ourselves in the world. Um, 
as I was reflecting on the text and I was comparing Jubilee to the world around me, I feel like the world that I'm navigating, that my children are trying to navigate in right now, is the anti-Jubilee. It's the opposite of what I read in Jubilee. Uh, these were the things that I wrote down. Uh, how many of us are experiencing constant busyness? And we're anticipating going into the Christmas season even more busyness. Um, taking advantage of one another. Uh, John and I were talking about predatory lending. That's one of the examples in Leviticus. But there's so many micro instances of people taking advantage of us, of abusing our trust, hurting us, misusing us. Uh, there's also this thing about maximum returns. Dehumanization, if you click on the news, you can see lots of dehumanization. And then the other one is radical self-interest. It literally is the, the opposite of jubilee. Um, so when we experience this wonky world where it's the anti-jubilee, it's the anti-Sabbath, what happens to us? And that's what I want us to pause and consider. What happens to us when we live in such a chaotic world around us is that we ultimately become weary and we don't know how to orient ourselves in the world. Uh, we live in a world that expects much of us with little return. Um, I know that there's many times in my life where I felt like I've done so much and I feel like I'm chewed up and spit out and chewed up and spit out, like I feel like cud in the mouth of a cow. And I don't know how much I have left. And so I keep on trying to navigate this world and I keep on trying to do. See, this is the trap. I can do my way out of this. I can busy my way out of this. If I can just finish this, then I will find freedom and pause and rest. But the Jubilee is the opposite. It's saying, find rest. And all of these other things will start to have a snowball effect. I wonder how many of us this morning feel like we're trapped with little space or margin. And so if there's Really, space for Sabbath, how could there ever be space for something like Jubilee? Um, and then there's this, this moment in the gospel, I'm, I'm fast-forwarding. So Jesus has just come out of the desert, and uh, he's gone through all of the temptations of the deceiver. He's uh, walking around Galilee, and he's proclaiming the good news of his kingdom in their midst. And so he arrives in Nazareth, which is his hometown. And then he enters into his hometown synagogue. And he stands up. He receives a scroll. He unrolls the scroll. And it's the scroll of Isaiah. And I'm going to read you what he reads from the scroll of Isaiah. Maybe it's familiar to you. He says, The Spirit of the Lord is on me because he has anointed me to proclaim good news to the poor he has set me to proclaim freedom for the prisoners and recovery of sight for the blind, to set the oppressed free, to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. He closes the scroll. He sits down. And then he says, today the scripture is fulfilled in your hearing, which is just like such a bold thing to say. And what is he saying to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor is he's proclaiming the jubilee. He is the shofar blowing out over the land. I'm proclaiming freedom. 
Now it happens in his hometown and it echoes out as he traverses the land wherever his feet take him. But he's proclaiming the year of the Lord's favor, also known as Jubilee. So with that mindset, I want you to consider a familiar verse. So if Jesus has proclaimed freedom, proclaimed rest, proclaimed cancellation of debt, maybe not just even physical debt, which is how they first would have heard it, and realistically, for somebody knowing that the Jubilee hasn't happened yet, for Jesus to proclaim the Jubilee, that is a really audacious thing. That's probably borderline disrespectful in some sense. Like, you're proclaiming the Jubilee? Jesus? Which is, if you read on in the passage, it says that a prophet can find space in his own hometown. It's because he's saying something so radical, but he's doing it out of a place of rest. So this passage, Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to him and you will find what? Rest. Come to him and you will find rest. The way that Jesus speaks to the weariness of our hearts and our souls, it's a proclamation of a forever freedom. It's an anticipation of what he wrought out through the cross, which we visibly see when? In the resurrection. He rests and he comes to life physically embodied, resurrected. It's a visual representation of a new way of being and existing. He is the physical embodiment of Jubilee. So uh, as you consider about Sabbath, um, my, hope, my fear this morning for a weary people is that I feel like I might be adding something to your plate. Like, okay, great, now we have to figure out Sabbath. Uh, Sean... <laughs> Uh, that's not my goal this morning. That's why I mentioned prayer, because prayer is a mini Sabbath. You're already doing it. How many of you pray? You're already pausing and ceasing. All I'm saying is to take hold of those moments. And the radical thing, and, and why I actually, not to say that I didn't feel excited about preaching this at, at FCC, why I felt excited about being here with you all, and I tell John this, not every week, but I get really excited about restoration. Uh, I don't think that you know this, but restoration is actually one of the number one reasons why I got hired at FCC. Not so I could like, work here, but because I was so excited about what God was doing at restoration. And I don't say that so that way you can be like, oh, thanks, Sean. I say that because I, like, I walked in and I was like, maybe they don't feel weary because when I walk into this physical space, I feel excitement and a joy where you guys want to be with each other. And that excites me. Because I think about if a people are committed to ceasing and pausing and dedicating themselves to delighting in God and feeling his delight, and then I look at that playing out in the Old Testament where it leads to something like the Jubilee, I wonder what the church will do. I wonder what sort of potential is there if we just stop doing stuff and pause and let him do things in us. So I'll leave you with this. Remember the promises that 
God, that Yahweh gave to his people when he presented them with the Jubilee idea. I will provide for you. You are not alone. I am the God that took you out of Egypt, and I will provide for you in the midst of your rest. That's a Sean paraphrase. It's probably not as good as the voice. (laughs) Two questions for you to consider throughout the week, and then I'll pray. What if Sabbath rest is making intentional decisions to just pause and delight in God while we feel his delight? To pause and delight in God as we feel his delight. Allow yourself, strip the, like when you're cross-armed and you're going before God, is that you just come open-handed and say, I want to feel your delight. And then the second thing is, is what if Sabbath rest is creating space individually and then communally for radical ways of loving one another and loving our neighbor? so that we can grow and flourish and do radical things together, which are very ordinary things in the kingdom of God. Let me pray for us. Uh, God, you're gracious. I, um, yeah, I'm super stoked for what's happening in this space. And I'm grateful that we could consider what Jubilee could even look like today. I don't know what the practical implications of that. It feels very big. Um, So, Lord, give us the wisdom and discernment to take a bite-sized portion, which is uh, prayer. It's pausing and just maybe asking you, God, uh, how do you see me? What is is your heart towards me today? And then, God, what does it look like to love others as you love me? Um, I know that we're weary and so, Lord, uh, if there's a way for people to get naps today, to get rest today, um, that you could somehow do something with time where there's just a sense of a reset, uh, and that that's, that good news that we hear of just uh, pausing and you taking care of it is that you could give us the confidence, even maybe where we feel like we've been let down by you, is that we can once again feel the confidence that you will provide, that you'll take care of us. And we, uh, we pray this in your name, Jesus. Amen. Thanks. Y'all have been great.